We weren't recording that whole time. Told you, two bottle podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Messengers Podcast. I am Chris Searles. And I'm Rob Seifert. Uh, today, we're going to talk a little bit about customer service uh, and the way that you view customer service in your business. I tend to see these days a lot of times, um, especially on the, the bigger brand side of things, I think, but uh, it definitely falls into how small businesses and, and um, uh, sole proprietors really kind of view customer service, but uh, a lot of times you see way too many businesses that look at it as an expense, mm -hmm. uh, and really not as the investment that it should be seen as. Um, I, for me, the classic example is the automated phone system. Uh, there is nothing worse than right. dealing with the prompts and the, right. you know, especially right now, my, my phone screen's busted. So I can't really get my phone, the keypad up on my phone mm. at the same time. I'm actually on the phone without a lot of effort. Uh -huh. uh, so just trying it's to go through those prompts, <laughs> is kind of a pain in the ass, but, yeah. um, but yeah. even, I mean, I, you know, the worst one to me is, is you go through all those prompts you're on for minutes at least Right, going through them all, and they ask for your customer number, and you go through all that, and the first thing somebody asks you is, what's your name and what's your customer number? I say, yeah. you mean the stuff that I just gave you in the audit? That's literally like the only thing you asked me for in the automated <laughs> system. What is the point of the automated system exactly, right. if you're just going to ask me for it again? <laughs> um, so really, I guess the goal of this is to try to make sure that you start looking at your customer service as an investment and not as an expense. Sure. I mean, if... If you're a small business and you use one of those automated systems, you know, it should just be a few levels of uh, automation. It shouldn't be deep at all. Um, you know, some, you know, some customers follow the trend of the big companies, the smaller companies mm -hmm. follow the trend and, and they feel that that's the standard, but there really is a value in, in live person on the phone and that customer service. And if you're doing that, you're missing out on a huge opportunity, right? To get yeah. that maybe long tail group of customers that are going to value that more than whatever that bigger competitor is doing for right. them. Right. And that's an opportunity to be different and to stand out. Sure. Um, you yeah. know, but like yeah. you said, I mean, there definitely sometimes there is a, a, there's a use for some of that if it's done the right way. I mean, we have an auto attendant and things like that, and, right. but really the auto attendant is for, for whatever reason, nobody's able to answer the phone right now. I mean, we're a relatively small company. If right. we have two people out at lunch at the same time and two people that are away from their desks and another person that's in a meeting and things yeah. like that, then, yeah, you might end up with, well, well nobody can answer the phone right now, and right. we want to make sure that that phone call is, is handled accordingly so we do utilize it, but sure. it's a backup. It's not the yeah. primary. Here it really matters. I mean, we get the two-ring rule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, yeah, is that a, is that a, you getting mad at me for that now? Not you. <laughs> yeah, that's my rule is the two ring rule. If it rings more than twice, then somebody better get on that phone yeah. quickly. Well, it's important. And, you know, especially if it's a first impression for a client too, they really need to talk to a live person right away. So, uh, you know, we, we, we can help them with what they need. Yeah. Um, I mean, as a, you know, as a manager here, I, really want to field most of the calls myself 
just to find out, you know, exactly what the person needs and who they should be speaking with, mm-hmm. you know, in our company. I mean, we're a smaller company, you know, midsize, so it's um, a little bit easier for me to deal with it directly than, than some of the bigger companies. But if we're talking about small business, it's, you know, it's important to have an accessible manager. And that's part of our business model, right? Is, yeah. I mean, that's always been what we've been about. We've talked about this in the past on, on other podcasts, but um, customer service is a huge part of what we sell. I mean, it almost is, to an extent, what we sell. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, it doesn't mean that people can't get printing done elsewhere. It doesn't mean that they can't get, I mean, we have competitors in everything that we do, but we don't feel like anybody, any one of those competitors delivers the value that we deliver when you account for customer service and yeah. what we do for our clients and, um, you know, the extent that we'll go to for them. And, right. um, you know, all of those things kind of put together are why right. we are here, why yeah. we've been here for 45 years and why we're going to be here, hopefully, for yeah. the foreseeable future. Yeah, we pretty much put that effort into every client. And everybody should if they, you know, if they value customer service, if they mm-hmm. find it as an investment. I mean, I'll be on the phone with a client that's calling in and I will uh, spend an ample amount of time uh, consulting on a project, um, giving them ideas on print formats and strategies for direct mail. Um, and, you know, sometimes they take that information and go elsewhere. But it's for the people that stay with us is why we do it. The people that want to work with us, that's why we do it. Yeah. And, uh, and we talked about that in, uh, what was the episode we... Uh, evaluating. We, what was the, it was a, there was an episode we actually went into a lot of detail on that. Was it um, the print, basics of print, buying print? I can't recall. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> But yeah, well, it's every day. Every day we deal with this with with customer service. I mean, we just just trying to be as helpful as possible. And, yeah. uh, and there's, I mean, there. You know, we sometimes I, I feel like going back and listening to these and and watching them. Uh, we focus on the negative a little too a little bit in terms of what people are not doing or should be doing. Or, right. Um, but there are plenty of examples of people that do this extremely well and even at scale. I mean. Uh, Amazon is the perfect example. Uh-huh. I mean, every single customer service interaction I've had with them only makes me want to work with them even more and buy from them even more because it's just easy. Right. It's, you know, I've even had, you know, times where I ordered the wrong thing and I knew I ordered the wrong thing and I went back and said, look, I'm sorry, I ordered the wrong thing. Is there anything, you know, can I return it? Can I, you know, whatever, but it's a product, you know, maybe it's not a lot of money, whatever right. I, I spent and, you know, probably cost more to return it than it would to just buy a new one. Yeah. And I've had no problem with them saying, don't worry about it, we'll send you another one. Yeah. It, you know, and that's, it's a small cost to them and it is going to guarantee that when I come back to make bigger purchases or more frequent purchases that I know that I'm covered and I'm protected, you know, and that they care about my experience there. And so I'm going to make that purchase there. I'm going to do something with that. Right. Right. And I know you want to use a positive example, but you know, there's negative (laughs) examples too, you know? Oh yeah. There's plenty of those. uh, Yeah. And that's just that's just bad business. Uh, I don't know how a some certain of those... cable company out in this area that uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we can mention rhymes, names rhymes with schmoptimum. <laughs> um, you know, I won't won't mention them by by name, but uh, yeah. 
as soon as I have an alternative, right? I know I certainly you know, will take it. <laughs> the and uh, and here, you know, I relate a lot of what we talk about to what happens here in our own office. Um, uh, the customer service extends outside of the office. Uh, I was just uh, in the art department, and uh, one of our designers was talking to a client, um, and she mentioned to the client that. Uh, she was going to be in her area, and the client couldn't get here to pick up a print job, and and she's meeting them, meeting the client between their homes to deliver a, a job, um, and that's just something everybody does here because we mm-hmm. value customer service so highly. And with that, it, there's also, uh, as a business owner, right, there is a way to make sure that you also empower your employees to make those decisions and to do those things. Sure, it's part of the culture that you build that they go out of their way to do those things that they make the suggestion that you don't have to, you know, you didn't have to tell her to do that. Right. She did it on her own because yeah, that's part of our culture. That's what's ingrained here is that that's what we do for our customers. Those are the links that we go to for our customers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Tim Ferriss uh, talks about that a lot in the way that, uh, you know, when he was working on the four hour work week and, um, a lot of those areas and the way that he was able to take a lot more off of his plate was to empower the people that were working for him to make those decisions and right. to say, uh, you know, I forget what his numbers were, but anything that costs the business less than a hundred dollars or $75 or whatever that is, you are empowered to make that decision the best way that you see fit. If it doesn't cost us more than this amount of money, if it does, we still might do whatever you recommend. We just want to make sure it gets approved somewhere. Um, but empowering your employees to make those decisions and to, to do things like that goes a long way because it it also means that it can happen quickly. That it's not something that somebody is waiting on an answer about and what they can do. Um, and they also feel more taken care of when it's just right away. Yeah, no, don't worry about it. We're going to take care of that, or we'll deal with it, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I deal with that all the time. Even in terms of being, you know, uh, fair to customers. I mean, if there's an issue with a proje- with a project, you know, I, I, I'm empowered to say we're going to reprint a job because of a problem. I mean, that, th- that in itself is, you know, it, a decision that somebody in customer service should be able to make. And most companies is... is uh, dealing with issues clients have immediately. And that, I think the the empowerment thing goes a long way too because your company might deal with those things if that's the way that, whether it's a business owner or um, you know senior management decides they want to deal with it. But I think when you allow your employees, or, or I mean allow is, you know, whatever, but... Um, when your employees are empowered to make those decisions, mm-hmm. it makes a bigger impact and really kind of drives home the the customer service side of things with them even more, that they know that I'm supposed mm-hmm. to make this right. I'm supposed to do the right thing here and figure out what that is and take care of my customer rather than just saying, well, it's not my job. I'm not going to deal with it. Sure. You, you decide what you're going to do. Well, that's a bad company culture. I mean, what you want to do is have, you know, that understood in your company. Um, and and we're lucky to have that here. I mean, you know, I feel that way. And I think everybody that works here feels that way. I mean, we have examples where, uh, you know, our delivery driver, Bob, goes out uh, on a delivery 
and we get a call back from the client before he even returns to yeah. the billing to the building saying, you know, what a friendly, nice yeah. person he is and how the delivery guy help, was great. He was so nice. He was, he was super yeah. helpful. Did yeah. I mean yeah. yeah, and it happens a lot. It's not that's not like a once a year type of thing. I it's, mean it's it's common and, yeah. and it's across, you know, it's across a lot of clients and uh, um and it's a lot of people that it touches on. Yeah. And it matters, right? I mean it makes yeah. a difference for sure. I mean yeah. that is an external representation of our business and our brand and who we are and what we do. And if yeah. that didn't permeate throughout the entire business that way, where it's not just the people that are in our you know front office and you know typically dealing with customers all the time, but to um, you know how people are treated when they are given a tour through the building, right. you know, by staff that doesn't typically deal with with customer service and customer interactions, um, and like you're talking about, you know, deliveries. You know, even if it's a somebody that's working at a loading dock, doesn't mean that. There's not that it doesn't matter how they're treated, how they're handled, how right. your people present themselves and present your organization, because that stuff makes its way somewhere to somebody at some point in time. Sure. You know, I use um, USAA, you know, the, the yeah. bank, the, the insurance company, veteran bank. Yeah. Um, I use them as an example all the time because I had uh, I had gotten a referral to utilize them and work right. with them primarily based on the way they handled their customers and yeah. what they did. And um, and then, I mean, I can't tell you how many other people that I referred to them because of that. Right. Uh, and one of the biggest ones, kind of going back to how we opened the episode, but one of the biggest ones was that I, when I made a phone call and I needed to talk to somebody, I got a human being on the phone right, right. away within a couple of rings that was willing and able to help me and, you know, take care of whatever the problem was. Right. Um, and, and, not only did that make an impact on me and made me recommend them to other people, right. but that was something that stood out so much that I mentioned that when I actually made the referral. Sure. That, yeah. hey, when you call them, somebody's going to pick up the phone. There's a human being on the line right. that's actually going to talk to you and work through your problem and get it done. You know, it's not going to take 10 minutes. It's going to take two minutes right. because... That's what they're doing for their clients. Yeah, I, I had insurance with USAA for years, and yeah. they must be doing something right because I referred them to many people over many years. Yeah, you know, and and that's really, I guess, the crux of, of what this episode is about, that it, it is an investment. Yeah, it's going to cost you some money. I mean, you're going to spend some money on customer service, mm -hmm. whether it's in returns and refunds when – yeah, maybe it was the customer's fault and, you know, there was an issue there, but you're going to suck it up and you're going to say, look, okay, this is what we're going to do for you sure. because that's what we want to be and that's what we want to be known for. Um, maybe it's hiring more, more call center employees and, you know, and making sure that you're going to get a human being on the phone rather than just a recording. Yeah, spending time. Yeah, but, you know, so there's an investment. I mean, there's there, it's it does cost money, but it's an investment. It's yeah. not an expense. Definitely.